Oh, that was great. That also made me a little extra sad because it was Pedro Gomez who made that drop for us in real time uh, when we did the morning show together. Um, so we, on a day like this, we miss him because he would totally want to be on the show today. Yes, yes, he would have. Man, what an awesome, awesome send-off, Chris. Thank you so, so much. I only wish I had gotten to my desk in time to hear it on the actual <laughs> comrade. I'm a little late. Um, I'm trying to get... Well, there was a traffic jam, and I didn't anticipate it. And and I'm, I'm so sorry, Chris, but I, I, I'm on my phone listening, and it, it, it was amazing. And I'm just 15 minutes away, guys, from getting to my desk and at the computer so that I can actually, you know, be with the proper system and everything. But it was awesome. I got to tell you, that has become it, it, one of my favorite things. It was things. great. It was great. That, that has become one of my yeah. favorite things about LZ that I didn't know, frankly, which is doesn't show up to remote appearances. That, by the way, I love LZ, and I would like to steal that from your playbook. And, and I love the I'm out and about, I'm late to something, also something I'd love to steal from your playbook because I'm so uptight that I'm always, like, way early for everything, you know? And I love the nonchalant sort of attitude. I like it, and I wish I could adopt it. I'm just so freaking uptight. I don't know, LZ. Give me some advice. Tell me what to do. Don't look at the clock. Bang. That's the key to everything. <laughs> That's it. Just don't yes. look at the clock. Yes. It's a suggestion. It's not a command. <laughs> yeah. it, don't have a like watch. A, don't have a watch, which I don't have anyway. Just yeah. just don't pick up your phone and, you know, just, all right, guys, I'm joking. I'm actually purposely being late because I figure I might as well dig in and do the bid one last time. <laughs> I'm standing right here. Greg and I are in on it. I'm going to log on the proper system now as we speak. I'm literally at my desk. <laughs> I just thought it'd be funny. So oh, I'm going to hang up now so that I can actually get on the proper system in about two seconds. <laughs> You're going to hang up and listen? Uh, we'll listen and log back on. There you go. <laughs> All right. George, okay, let me great. ask you a question. I, I would guess that you are probably a lot more like me. Have you ever, like, not shown up for a remote appearance? Like, just, no, I'm not coming. That's Oh, not, not shown up? No, yeah. the, the only time. Here I am. Okay, As, And I don't want this to be morbid. I don't want <laughs> yeah. this to be very morbid. Uh, the only, my... My dad had a stroke in 2003, mm -hmm. and that was the only time I didn't make a remote ever that day. That was about, it. It was October about, in 2003. How about show up late to something? Like, I'm so uptight. I'm such oh, a neurotic I mean, freak that I would be like, wait a second. There's traffic. Wait a second. There's a problem with Uber. Like, I'll start walking right now. I'll pick an Uber up along the way somehow. I mean, that's just, I'm just um, uptight. But wait, but, but here's the thing, though. While it is true, I have missed remotes. Not going to lie, I have missed remotes. But I've also been at things that no one else has. I've shown up at LAFC for fans and was the only personality from the station there. I've done the same thing at Staples. I've done the same thing at Dodger Stadium. So while it's true, I've missed the official remotes from time to time. I've shown up <laughs> for all the unofficial remotes from time to time. And I think yeah. if you did the math, you know, my plus minus is zero. <laughs> It's all even at the end. It's all even at the end. <laughs> George, I saw you on Around the Horn today rocking the yes. Sedano and LZ t-shirt, which was a really a collector's awesome. Item. It, it was awesome the way you did it, and I love that the other panelists on Around the Horn today all gave a round of applause. I just think, LZ, what it tells me is, because, again, remember, I've said this to you before. I was your viewer, and I was your listener before I ever became your partner, 
And, dude, I just thought it was a really, really awesome send-off today, George. And I thought all the colleagues on Around the Horn showing love and respect. I thought it was really cool. Yeah, and and Tony Reale, to his credit, and I told LZ this earlier, (laughs) he knew right off his dome how many wins LZ had. Like, the guy's got this crazy photographic memory. Um, And I, so when I text him, because I wanted to make, like, you know, I knew they would say yes, but, you know, usually on Around the Horn, LZ knows it's not, you know, I'm not saying it's not casual, but it's usually not t-shirts, you know what I'm saying, like, on on that show. Um, So I text Tony and Aaron and Josh, the two producers, and I sent them a picture, not that picture, another picture of the shirt, and I said, hey, uh, it's LZ's last day uh, at ESPN. I want to wear this shirt. Um, Are you guys cool with that? And they were all like, oh, of course, absolutely, blah, 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 no question. And then Tony, of course, chimes in uh, after his initial text of like, oh, and by the way, he has five wins in his career. (laughs) And I was like, damn, bro. Well, when there's so far Like literally 10 seconds and you knew. When there was so far in between, it wasn't hard to keep up. I was taking yeah. L's left yeah. and right. Yeah. So, but but he did say this, which was funny because Tim Callishaw today was uh, <laughs> was the that. winner, <laughs> and he said, but he was one and zero against Tim Callishaw. Boom! So there you Once go. again, proving again that L A is better than Texas. There you L- go. There LZ, you go. I'd like to, uh, and I hope that callers today, because I know we've had a lot of phone callers as the week has gone on, and people who jump on the air and they all want to send you love and respect, rightfully so. LZ, I first encountered you as a viewer when you were doing Sports Nation. What year did that show start? Who was the original cast? Like, if you don't mind, like, fill me in on that. Because, again, that's where I first saw the young, vivacious, cute. Vivacious. LZ Granderson. I was like, look at this guy. This guy. I like this guy. Tell tell me about that that beginning of, of that show. Well, first of all, let me say, I just got a text from my mom, and she just says I'm crying. Oh, Mama Granderson. Can she I, call in one last time to scold me? That would me? be nice. That would be I'll, nice. I'll text her and ask. Well, obviously she's listening, yes. so you know she can make the decision on her own, but I'll I'll text yes. her and ask. Um, you know Mama, I just need one more I just need one more George on the way out, please. <laughs> yeah, it is. There it is there right you, there. There you go. Yes. There you go. Cap, I will tell you that um I'll give you a deeper backstory that you probably didn't know. In fact, I'm pretty sure you didn't know, but I'm gonna drop it for you anyway. Please. When, when uh, Sports Nation was first beginning with Colin, I was one of the people that they auditioned. And I go in and, you know, Colin's there and they're rotating all these people in. I was one of them, blah, 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 blah. And, you know, it didn't, it didn't work out, you know, whatever. But the one thing I remembered was thinking, man, it still would be cool to one day just to be a guest on the show. And this is at the very beginning, and I actually don't remember when it started. Um, I don't know if anyone can Google real quick, but I, I didn't I get it. I think it was whatever. like 2012, I want to say. Yeah, maybe that, I think it was earlier than that. So you're already at ESPN. Maybe 2010? At, at, you're, you're already there at the, at the magazine, LZ? Is that oh, right? 2009, LZ. 2009. Okay, so Summer of 2009. So 2009. So I go in, I audition for it, blah, blah, blah. Don't get it, whatever um, happens. And, you know, beads get it. <laughs> and you know like everyone else you watch the show it's great da 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 Bees leaves she comes back you know a lot of things happening so to end up on the show that I auditioned for didn't get with the person who did get the role and we end up being great friends and we travel to do concerts together all the time now was like such an amazing sort of like 360 
just within that experience, right? Like I'm a firm believer in things being in its proper time. And Ecclesiastes 3.1 has guided most of my life. In fact, we even got married, my wife and I, when I was heterosexual, actually had Ecclesiastes 3.1 as our biblical verse as part of our vows because I was such a firm believer in everything happening in its proper time. So even though I didn't get cast cap in the initial or casting of Sports Nation, the simple fact that I eventually made it to that show as a cast member, as part of the team, with the person who did get the role initially, and she left and came back, it was just perfect symmetry. And once again, a reminder that what's for you, what's meant for you will be there, and what's not for you won't be there. And not to fret on the things you can't control, but just focus on what you can and let God handle the rest. Amen. Uh, in Spanish... Uh, You're going to say all that in Spanish? That's going to take the rest of the second. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, there is a song um, called Lo que está para ti, nadie te lo quita, uh, which means that, which what is for you is for you. You know what I'm saying? Like that, yeah. uh, you know, nobody can change that. No uh, one can so. change it. I don't have a Bible yeah. verse, but I, and this is going to sound super shallow, no surprise to anybody, but for me, it's a YouTube video. It's about a two-minute YouTube video. And has anybody ever seen this? It's called The Chinese Farmer. Anybody? Anybody? About Chinese Farmer? No, no, not about bamboo. Okay. Here's, here's what happens. So there's this Chinese farmer, and he's got this horse. And the horse runs away. And that night, all the neighbors come over to his house, and they say, Oh, no, your horse ran away. You're one and only horse. And they said, That's terrible news. And the Chinese farmer said, Well, maybe. And the next day, the horse came back, and he brought seven horses with him. And all the neighbors came over that night and they went, hey, great news, your horse is back. And he brought seven horses. That's great news. And the Chinese farmer said, maybe. And then the next day, his son was out trying to train one of these seven horses and he fell off the horse and broke his leg. And all the neighbors came around that night and they said, oh, my God, that's such terrible news. Your son broke his leg. And the Chinese farmer said, well, maybe. And then the next day, the army showed up because they were uh, drafting young people for the war. And, and they said, oh, we can't take your son because he's got a broken leg. And so then all the neighbors came around that night and they said, hey, that's great news. Your son has a broken leg. He doesn't have to go to the war. And the Chinese farmer said, well, maybe. <laughs> and so the whole point of the story is, is that you never really know good fortune or bad fortune and what the consequences really will be. So even though you break out a biblical term and I just break out a YouTube video, I think we're speaking the same language, it's LZ. The same I think we language, are. brother. It's the yeah. same language. In fact, in fact, I'll do you guys one more story about Ecclesiastes three one and proper timing. I may never had even made it to ESPN if I had gotten my wish, because at the time before I got to ESPN, before I got to Atlanta, before I did much of anything, I'd fallen in love with a guy who lived in Chicago, oh. and so I had been applying to the Sun Times over and over and over again because I wanted to be, at the time I was living in Michigan, but I wanted to obviously be close to this guy that I was in love with. Fast forward, this guy dumped me in such the cruelest way. I can't repeat it on air because it's an awful, awful, awful way to break up with someone, but he just dumps me. Fast forward, blah, 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 blah. The Sun-Times is no longer in existence, right? I've gone on with my career and here I am at you know ESPN and even now I'm saying goodbye, whatever. That's, that's all fine and dandy. But that dude saw me on the street one day and said to me, as if it was a compliment, by the way, if I had known you were going to be a star, I would have never broken up with you. <laughs> I mean, damn. <laughs> and I said to him, I said, you know, that's funny. 
because I actually was a star when we were dating. You were just too stupid to know it. Mm. And then I right. walked away. <laughs> Boom. Boom. Ecclesiastes 3 1, baby. Let it guide you. She's not calling in. She said, just play the tape. I think she's too emotional. Oh, okay. Uh, well, we've got a lot more stuff to talk about, Mama. So uh, you, you may be emotional for a long, long time, is what I'm going to say. Uh, we got to, <laughs> and we'll mix in the sports and the usual I mean, we shenanigans. Do the sports, that we do man, too. because Kershaw, <laughs> because the signings. I mean, we got the sports, man. We do. God. We'll get to that. <laughs> Mama, I swear we'll get to that, okay? We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. There it is. Lo que está para ti. Nadie te lo quita. Nice. Here you go, LZ, just for you. I like that. Play it, Laura, for a little Play bit. It, Let yeah, LZ dance to it. I want him to shimmy shake a little. Oh, that's speaking to me. I almost know what they're saying. It's Willie Chirino, man. You know what I hate? I hate the fact that in fourth grade, when I went to this school and there were all these options for languages, my dumb ass chose French. (laughs) 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 You can talk to Tony Parker. Which is really good when I go to Montreal and Paris. Unfortunately, you know... Here Nobody else speaks French. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah that's I know, seriously. Here. Like yeah. anybody who, who has a chance to take a language in school, like my kids, they don't take Spanish. My one daughter, she takes Hebrew. I'm like, Hebrew? Hebrew? I'm like, are yeah. you freaking kidding me, Hebrew? I'm like, learn Spanish now so you yeah. can get around in America, man. Seriously. And then you can go to other places in Mexico and, you, and you know, Europe, and, and you can pretty much speak Italian because you speak Spanish. I mean, seriously, yep. Spanish is the language to know. Well, I didn't know. I chose French because... I don't know. I think James Ball went to France, and I knew that, and that kind of stuck in my head or whatever. Why did he go to Mexico? Why did he go to Spain? Anyway. And she talked to Tony Parker? I, yeah, I can't do the Tony Parker, though. <laughs> Le Trevian. Uh Anyway, um, all right, let, let's do a, a little sports here, or do, or do you want to yeah, just keep talking? What kind of sports you want to talk about? Yeah, what do you want to talk about? I mean, you know, this Clayton Kershaw thing is kind of weird that LZ brought up. I mean, not that that's the weird part. The just, I, I mean, out till September. Like I, now, now I want to rewind this a little bit because okay. Greg Bergman. We had this conversation when he was first out, okay? And you were like, ah, ten day DIL. It's just a little rest, you that's know, sore arm. What I thought, bro. It's been how long now? It's been like a month, okay? Yeah. And it's going to be another month almost, basically. Right, because right. remember, yeah. what happened was it was pre-All-Star break, George. And, and, right. And I think Greg, and I know I certainly thought this way. I was like, well, you know what they're doing? They're shutting him down a week before the All-Star break, so they shut him down. He misses a start. Then he's got a few days off during the All-Star break. And I'm sure that's yeah. why he's coming back. Sore arm. That's what they Rest. Sore arm. Yeah, it was I, all rest. Yeah. Yes. Guess I rest. Tightness in the forearm, if I, if I recall Gregory said. Yes, that's exactly what it was. And so I, I thought that ex- that same thing. But now I'm kind of thinking that maybe he's doing this because he pitched really well oh, in the postseason on. last year. Oh, no, no, just follow me. Just follow me. It's okay. You're saying he's just <laughs> resting to he's rest? Just resting. He's, he's just he's resting, resting, man. Yeah, because last year he was good in the postseason and he had a shortened season. 
he was good for the most part. He was having some struggles before he went on the IL, and then now you rest him all the way up until September. You don't even need him. Let him be good in the postseason. Bruh. Because think about it. Bruh. Think about the timing of the news. We didn't know this before we got Scherzer. But they knew it before they got Scherzer. Yep. So maybe they were just saying, huh, we're not going to let this news out until we shore up our plan B, hence another Hall of Fame pitcher, Max Scherzer. And now that we have him, now we can let people in on the on the fact that our face of the franchise the past 10, 12, however many years you want to characterize him as, is not available to us until September comes, which is also a great Green Day song. It is. Oh, that and is if a you're, great Green Day if song. If you're right, by the way, LZ, if you're right. No, no I the, think it is a Green Day song. Wake me up. That is right, right? When September ends. There you yeah. go. Nice, George. Very What nice. about Laura for making that pull real quick? Very quick. Yeah, very yeah, very sharp. quick Very pull, quick. Laura. Really, I, really good. I know Green Day's not in her you know, wheelhouse. Oh, I love Green Day. You do? I do. Whoa, Whoa. look at that. That's interesting. You ain't never said Usually it's about Kaplan and I and, and and Greg being uh you know uh, you know assuming stuff. Usually you're pretty spot on about not doing that. She's never said anything about green or day, let alone green day. <laughs> I mean, right. we have talked about green. Who are we fooling here? Let's be real. <laughs> okay, we have if she told green. us she liked Verde Dia, I would understand that, but Green Day, come on. Yes. Wow. Had no idea. Yes. Yeah, Green Day's awesome. They are awesome. Mm-hmm. So anyway, this is the new Clayton Kershaw theme song. Wake me up until, you know. Okay. Man, I hope so. Because well, <laughs> but but if but hold on, if LZ's right, if the Dodgers kept this quiet so that they could make a trade to get Scherzer, and by the way, maybe it wasn't Scherzer, it could have been any starting pitcher for that matter. Right. If all of Major League Baseball knows that Kershaw is more hurt than most of us assumed, then another team looking to make a move with the Dodgers could have possibly held out to get more from the Dodgers. Yep. So that's that smart. Would, that's damn smart. If if that's the case, if, and it sounds pretty reasonable to me, that is really smart. Like, keep it quiet. Keep it under wraps. Let everybody think that the reason that we're going out to find a starting pitcher is because we're going to replace Trevor Bauer. That's the, you know, that's Boom. the way people were probably thinking. When in actuality, Kershaw was going to be out longer than expected. And at this point, I'll just say, who knows, right? Who knows what's going to happen? But man, that's uh, that's an interesting piece of analysis, it's, it's right? Smart, there. but it's but it's also you know par for the course for this front office. Always playing chess, always give the message of checkers, which is what they're really good at. Meanwhile, they're playing chess, and that's the reason why they've had the sustained success since Andrew has taken over. It's because they understand the importance of one keeping leaks to a minimum, if not just no leaks at all. And then also, too, and this is something Buster Olney told me years ago, you zig when everyone else is zagging. If you yeah. can zig when everyone else is zagging, you remain relevant. And that's what the Dodgers have been able to do. Oh, they used to talk about Green Day. And that's also true for Green Day as well. <laughs> <laughs> I was uh, at a Green Day yeah, concert listen. a couple of years ago, and what, what's the lead no singer's way. name? Billy something. Billy Joe. Yeah. yeah, and and there are you know tons of people you know right up close to the stage, and everybody's got their camera out, you know, everybody's videotaping, mm -hmm. and he literally stops the song and he goes, "Everybody, put your phones away." 
Can you stop recording it and watching it through your phone? Can you actually be here, be present, watch yeah. it, and be yeah. with us in this moment? You know? And I thought it was yeah. hilarious. I put my phone away at that point. It's true. It's true, though. It's true. You were one of the people, yes. Yeah. He's like, yeah. you. Hey. I, I, hey, you with the flat ass. You. Yeah. I would have been weird for him to see if you were facing him and he stood and you had a flat ass. That, right. that, that's, some, that's some vision right there. <laughs> You, the guy who needs the booty pads. You, I'm talking to you, pal. You, the guy with the birth of hills, but ain't no child coming out. You. <laughs> oh, man. Well, so, I had no I mean, idea so, Kershaw. So, so listen, if, yeah. if Kershaw's not available until, you know, we say, you know, September at some point, um, and we obviously won't have Bauer, and I'm not quite sure if we still want him representing us. Don't think so. Um. Max Scherzer is not a bad plan B. <laughs> I mean, sure. Yes, yes. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not like they went and got like, you know, try to dust off somebody. This is still a bulldog as we just recently saw. I mean, they did try and dust and somebody off too. They got they, they call, signed. Excuse me. Sorry. They, they signed uh, Cole, Cole Hamels too. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so, yep. so they did dust somebody off just for a little extra length too. No, I, mean, I think but, that's I mean, a good move. That's a Greg, good move. Let me, uh, it's a uh, million dollars. Greg, yeah. Yes. Greg, uh, so, so you're not worried in the least? No. No, I know. I understand not. that there's four games back. Why? There's no reason for me to be worried because everybody is just now getting healthy. We're at a point where everybody is just coming into the lineup. You got Corey Seager back. You got Mookie Betts back. He's hitting home runs. He's making amazing plays at second base and staying staying healthier that way by playing second base. All of it is going to start coming together now. And I heard it on with Travis and Sliwa the other day. With Travis said this, which was very smart. The Dodgers haven't hit a stride yet. Every year, every team hits some sort of stride where they go on this long run and they're really good. They haven't done that yet. And they're still one of the best teams in all of baseball. So once they actually hit that stride where they're just going on a, a long run, look out, basically. I, I, I don't know if I won billion percent. Yeah, but no, wait, 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 wait. Because our start felt like. That's well, right. yeah, it was like fifteen and three or fifteen and whatever. Yeah, that's but a pretty the, I mean, good right? Yeah, that's was. not like a but small sample size. That's twenty games almost or whatever. <laughs> sure, but everybody was healthy at that point. Then nobody was healthy. Not true. And we're also and we're also losing now. I mean, look, Cody Bellinger is not in the lineup tonight. He bat he batted eighth two nights ago, and we were all being like, "Oh, when Cody's back, when Cody's back." And they're still sustaining without Cody Bellinger being Cody Bellinger. They're sustaining without Kevin Lux, who was supposed to be the, the one of the rookie of the year candidates and one of their next top guys. Imagine any other team trying to handle a guy that was supposed to be two guys that they were really going to rely on, and they don't, and they they both get hurt, and they're both not playing well. They're still doing all this stuff. I'm not worried. No. All right, let me throw a stat at you guys. I did some homework earlier today. Listen to this. The Dodgers against teams with a 500 record or less. The Dodgers are 43 and 19. You guys got that? So against Ooh. against bad teams, they're crushing everybody. Okay. Mm-hmm. Against teams with a winning percentage, teams 500 and above, the Dodgers are 22 and 25. So mm. against the bad teams, they're killers. Against the good teams, they're slightly around, slightly less than 500 themselves. I need more information. Okay. Because, Hopefully I have it. Because while that initial analysis is the data, mm-hmm. what we need now are details behind the data. Because were we facing these 500-plus teams when we were limping or were we healthy? 
And did we face those sub-500 teams when we were healthy or when we were limping? So I, I need to understand well, a little let, bit let's more. Do the, let's do that on the other side then. Let, let's answer that question on the other side. Plus, we've got overrated, underrated coming up here. LZ's last show if you want to call in, 877-710-ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Thank you very much, Chris. All right, it's the last birthday, the very last birthday for LZ Granderson. Wait, I don't have any more uh, birthdays? No, no, that's well, it. That's Today a is your last kind of birthday. Goodbye. No, yeah, it's over. No more birthdays for you. That's it. <laughs> All right. So it's not a good one, though, but we'll deal with it. David Robinson or M. Night Shyamalan? I'm going to say that David Robinson is the underrated one. He doesn't get talked about, really. You know, and maybe it was that dunk, you know, that Shaq had him in the All-Star game that one year that basically ended his career. Maybe it was the fact that he didn't win a championship until Tim Duncan showed up and was the actual star. Or, or maybe it was just the fact that there were just other centers who may have similar statistics but meant more to the culture. Shaq just meant more to the culture. Patrick Ewan just meant more to the culture. That's no slight on David Robinson's playing or his career. He had a hell of a career. But from a personality standpoint, you know, whether it was because he was quiet or his soft demeanor or, you know, whatever, he never really penetrated, in my opinion, um, the larger cultural conversation in terms of great big man, great basketball players. He was known to NBA fans but he wasn't really just known as like that dude. The way that Patrick Ewan had his own sneakers and had us rocking those snakeskin Adidas or obviously Shaq or Elijah wanted his moves. He just wasn't in that space. But he was a hell of a player. So I'm going to say D-Rob is underrated. And M. Knight, he'd been riding six cents, man, for a minute. <laughs> and it really wasn't until maybe Split that you saw a film, you were like going, oh, okay, all right, you still got it, you still got it. But, you know, for a minute... Like signs, come on, dog. Anyway, so that's where I'm at. Yeah. Are you? I mean, are you excited for old? By the way, sorry, Cap. I I, 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 am. I'm interested in old, but there's a part of me that wonders if I saw the whole film already. <laughs> exactly. That's what I was thinking. Was, I was like, y'all need there. to cut these previews a little short, man. I'm, I'm piecing this together now. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't like previews. All right, sorry about that, Cap. Go ahead. It's all right. Don't worry about it. I'm slightly distracted, just so everybody knows. I've got a horse running at Del Mar. I'm watching it on TVG right now. They're about to just load up and go in. I got the one horse at four to one. And Laura, because last time I had a horse running, you gave me a hard time. You're like, dude, how could you not have a wager on your own horse? I just bet on the horse. We're going to win. We're going to win. And, and I'm going to tell you right now, we're going to, oh, no, no, they just opened the gates. And now I can tell you, as a matter of fact, we're not going to win. I don't think we're going to win. Got off to a bad start. We're last. We suck. Okay. Where is this we? This is a you horse, not a we horse, okay? <laughs> There's no we in here. <laughs> yeah, it's a me horse, and we're in last place. And there goes that money that you pressured me into betting. 
And I told you I didn't want to bet. Don't hey, blame me. Well, I, I'm going to blame you just a little bit, please. Can I just blame somebody other than myself? Come on. No. Come on. If you bet and you gamble, take the gamble and, you know, you lost. So that's and on you. And take the L. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we're in dead last place right now. Maybe we'll make a run here at the very end. You should have picked a better horse. What was well, his name? But I can't bet against myself. David what was Robinson. What his name? David Robinson. Oh. You want to win money? It's a long name. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, if you want to win money, bet against a horse. I yeah. don't know. Hey, look, here's the thing about David Robinson. I'm with ULZ. He was never a cultural icon. He was the admiral. He was the guy who was the Navy guy. He was the guy that was Mr. All-American guy. That's who David Robinson was. He never really became, to your point, a cultural icon. He was a great player, um, but he never elevated beyond. Um, and, and listen, versus M. Night Shyamalan, I would have to take David Robinson as being the underrated one because you just talked about the sixth sense. Dude, that was like in the late 90s. So, yeah, I'm with David Robinson as the underrated. And by the way, we finished like fifth. Terrible. Next. Ouch. All right, Cap. Josh Allen signed a massive six year contract extension today worth $258 million with $150 million guaranteed. It comes out to about $43 million a year, which is $2 million below the Mahomes deal at 45 and and three more than the Dak deal at 40 a year. This will keep him in Buffalo through the 2028 season. Is this spot for him overrated or underrated? Well, let me just comment on what you just said most recently, which is it will keep him in Buffalo through the 2028 season. That's if the Buffalo Bills are in Buffalo by that time. I mean, because the Bills are now doing what everybody else has done around the NFL. They're threatening to move if they don't get what they want. Biggest stadium in the smallest market, and they've had a hard time putting a lot of people into it. As for the contract itself, I think Josh Allen is one of the young, up-and-coming superstar quarterbacks in the NFL. Honestly, I watched this kid play in college because he played in the Mountain West at Wyoming, and I didn't think he was really quite as good as advertised around draft time. He's way beyond exceeded the expectations. Because he's not just a stereotypical 6'5", 230-pound dropback passer. He's got a lot of the moves of the modern-day type quarterback. And so I think he's going to be a big star. He's already taken the Buffalo Bills and, in my opinion, changed a lot of the perception around that franchise. So for me, this is a really good deal for him. And I think that it's, um, I think that it's underrated. I don't think it's overrated. It is definitely underrated for two reasons, in my opinion. Number one, um, to Cap's point, you know, Buffalo's floating this notion that they may move. And with moving, they may actually sell. And it's a lot easier to sell your franchise if you have the face of the franchise locked in. In other words, you're purchasing a commodity that is well-known and beloved. And when Josh Allen had his tremendous run last season in the postseason, he became somewhat of a fresh face that people gravitated towards and you can build branding around. Knowing you got that locked in for a few more years makes purchasing a franchise, if they were to be for sale, much more attractive. And even if they don't sell it, it makes them just attractive to the next city, knowing they can build around a local hero like Josh Allen. But also number two, six years, man. $150 million guaranteed. In three years, $150 million might just be $10 million mm-hmm. in terms of how much money would be what the new price point would be in the market value for a QB of his age and of his talent. So not only was it smart for the Buffalo Bills to lock him in for that long in the event they do move or decide to sell, but also it's just smart in terms of if we don't move and we don't sell, 
We don't have to worry about trying to match an offer three years from now that might require us to make it 300 million guaranteed. I agree. I mean, listen, that's why I'll just use another example. But when you look at how the Padres signed Fernando Tatis, it sounds like a lot of money, $340 million over 14 years. But in five years, that's going to be a bargain contract for a player like that, assuming this guy stays healthy. I'm with you, LZ. I think Josh Allen is one of the fresh-faced young stars of the NFL. Yeah, it was like when Jay-Z locked in Beyonce early when she was still a Destiny's Child. Mm-hmm. It was just like that. Smart move. Smart move. Next. All right, LZ, since it is your last day and I don't think that anybody else is going to be able to talk about this, Suicide Squad came out in theaters and on HBO Max last night. I really enjoyed it, but LZ, was it overrated or underrated? Whatever the rating it gets from the public is under. Whatever people think is under. If Viola Davis's name isn't mentioned in the Oscars, I'm going to be mad. She is so damn good in this movie. Greg, am I lying? No, she was fantastic. She was fantastic. Do you know how hard it is to be fantastic in a sequel? Because we already know what the character is. We already know what you're about. So in order to take that performance from the first Suicide Squad and have me leaving going, damn, girl, you did that after you already did that, just tells you alone from an acting standpoint how amazing she is. But overall, I thought the story was solid. The humor is fantastic. The special effects are wonderful. And the opening scene, in my opinion, is the best DC opening scene since The Dark Knight. Okay, All cool. Right. All right. Now, Greg, oh. you know I didn't see it. And, and, and of course. And it was- went, came out last night. Yep. I, was at a, uh, I was at a concert last night. A buddy of mine's band... They're called Easy Wind. They're a Grateful Dead tribute band, and they were celebrating Jerry Garcia's birthday, which was August 1st. So I was out last night, you know, a little estimated prophet, California. Yeah, I was out dancing and and doing my thing last night, you know? Didn't see it. What did you think, G? I thought it was fantastic. It was, I don't like most DC movies or really any of them. Dark Knight was a really good one. Most of America doesn't, based upon the box office. Right, exactly. But this was so good. I loved it. I was laughing throughout it. I was intrigued. I actually didn't even pick up my phone throughout it, which is very rare to do during any type of television or movie situation. So I thought it was great. Like you said, the humor was spot on. John Cena had me cracking up. Cracking up. Cracking up. up. And your girl look good, G. Oh, yeah. Your girl look good, man. I love Cat Von D in this movie? No, no, Margot uh, Robbie as uh, Harley Quinn is just There were a perfect. couple of moments. Did you watch on HBO Max or the theater? No, uh, HBO Max. Yeah, I was like, I know Greg paused right there. <laughs> there I know was, he paused. There might have been right a couple there. of those moments. <laughs> I, tell, may have been I was like, one or oh, two. oh, she looking like, oh, I know, I know he paused right there. <laughs> I love John right. Cena. There, there you go. All right, that is over at Underrated. I'm back, guys, by the way. Hey, I, nice. Uh, oh, oh, hey, Good to have you, man. Hi. Um, all right, well, let's get to the phones. We have people that want to say, you know, shout out LZ before he goes today. Uh, Juan is in L.A. Juan. Oh, yeah. Can you guys hear me? Yep. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, okay, well, LZ, I am going to miss you tremendously. I haven't called in too much because I take this route that goes over this canyon, and I, I lose you in and out, but I just want to say listening to you always and – uh and George, you know, talking about basketball and the eye test, you're, you're like that, that detective that can walk into a room and know 
who got shot and who, who how it happened. I always uh, like what you say. Very intelligent. And I'm, I'm really sad because you're going to leave us with this dude over there from Locale that I call Mr. Google that every time they ask him a question, he's got to ask a question to ask the question again. Like, like if I were to say right now, hey, LZ, is it true that you're going to leave? This is your last day? And all of a sudden you start hearing the Google and, and the text <laughs> Come on, man. on the phone. <laughs> yeah. Cap ain't that bad. Are you that bad, Cap? Well, wait a second. Am I that bad? Hold on. Let me think about that for a quick second here. Did you say I'm that bad? Let me think about that. Am He's I that Googling. bad? Yeah, I'm Googling, Googling right now. I am. I'm Googling right now. He's Googling. Is he that bad? Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is, is, is he Googling? Am I that bad? Yeah, exactly. So, you know. <laughs> Thanks, brother. I appreciate it, man. I really, really do, man. Thanks for rolling with me. As everyone knows, um, I'm not originally from L.A. Um, been here about six, seven years. And, you know, you guys, the listeners, you've all embraced me right away. Um, I think in, I was I would like to think in large part because I knew what I was talking about, but also you know, I reminded you that we gave you Magic Johnson. He came from my part of the world. And, you know, when he came over here, he brought a lot of us with him. So, but I'm just really grateful that you guys have always, you know, given me the time. And I'm glad I earned your respect and love. So thanks, bro, for calling in. Let me sneak in uh, Todd in Rancho Cucamonga, one of the uh, Cucamongans. There you go, Todd. How are you? Good, guys. Hey, I want to say I enjoy the show. I followed all you guys individually as a group. But, LZ, um, this is from one Bronco to another that escaped Michigan. <laughs> I appreciate you. I love your insights. You are going to be tremendously missed. Um, you are so honest. You are so real. I just want to say thank you for everything you do. Thank you, brother, so, so much, man. Really appreciate it. I'm actually going to be at school back at our alum uh, for the uh, homecoming back in, in, in October. So I, st- I still roll with Western Michigan. I still do some mentoring back there. I still donate to the news, the student newspaper that I started off with. So I still got love for KZU and the Broncos, and I'm glad you do too, brother. So thanks for calling in. All right, Go Broncos you, Todd. and row the boat. Yeah, the Cucamongans out there. Todd, one of the Cucamongans in Rancho Cucamonga. I.E. representing. 877-710-ESPN if you want to keep it coming. Uh, for LZ on his last show, uh, we, will, we will take calls on the Dodgers conversation we're having as well. Um, we got, we got some free agency news. Uh, so we'll have that for you as well. Stick around. We're back in one minute and 45 seconds. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Oh, yes. Today uh-huh. is the anniversary. We have an anniversary here. We love talking anniversaries. We also First love talking about sex. sex. Baby, talk about you and me. 30 years ago, song was released. 30 years ago. 30 years ago. Yeah, crazy, yo. 30 years? What year is this? 2021? Correct. 1991. Oh, Salt and Pepper had a nice little stretch there, man. They did. They had a nice run, didn't they? Now, would you have guessed that when the song Push It came out that they would have had a nice run, though? Absolutely not. 
No, me neither. Absolutely, absolutely. I would have thought that was a one hit wonder. Maybe two hits. <laughs> but right. Would you be surprised to know not. that I thought it was that? That of course would have been like me. I'd been like, oh, these girls are hot. This thing's happening. Push it, push it real good. Uh, uh, uh. And I'd be like, yeah, this thing's built to last. Because because one of the things was that while Push It was a fun song, um, lyrically it was like going, oh, oh, okay, you know, this is this is cool. But you ain't really talking about nothing. Um, they evolved in their lyrics and they grew. Let's talk about sex. I mean, that was, I mean, the groove is nice, but they talk about some real stuff too. Yeah. So I think part of the reason why they lasted, George and Cap, was that they were willing to grow as the listeners grew. For sure. 30 years. 30 freaking years, dude. 1991. Whoa. That that, that went flying by, man. I'm serious. 30 years. My goodness. I'm just having a hard time kind of putting it all together. Well, I was thinking about where I was in 1991. University of Pittsburgh. Where were you in 1991? Yeah, Yeah, I was was a student at the University of Pittsburgh, and I was was trying to, you know, I thought I was going to be like an NFL football player, and I was, you know, everything was headed in that direction, and then, you know, like a bad game happened, and an injury happened, and reality happened, and then the rest didn't happen. I was in junior high. I was in freshman year of college trying to do more than just talk about sex (laughs) (laughs) i was doing some investigative reporting if you will right hey listen you know that was uh, clearly a precursor to your own work you know later on so there you go let's get to the bottom of this why are we just talking about it (laughs) yeah exactly what are we gonna do here all right so real quick on free agency uh a bunch of the guys joined uh mason and ireland earlier today and Malik Monk said he was excited to learn how to attack from Russell Westbrook. And look, I think that's cool. Malik Monk is 23 years old. Um, You know, Russ, do you see Russ as like a mentor type? Or like, do you think that like he doesn't, I mean, he's always been good with his teammates. If you're on his team, you're good. But like mentor type is different from being like a good teammate. You know what I mean? Um, You know, it all depends on how, you know, Malik Monk needs to learn. You know, all of us have our own sort of system or method of learning that we gravitate towards or is more natural for us. Some of us are tactile learners, right? Mm-hmm. We need to actually touch it to know that the fire is hot. Some people are visual learners. Some people are audio learners. Like, we just, you tell us we got it. So if he's a visual learner, you know, Russ doesn't have to be that active. He gets up-close view. And he just sits there and watches, and he can learn from that. But if he needs someone to, like, sit him down and talk to him step by step, there's been nothing throughout his entire career to suggest that he's not willing to do that. But to your point, George, I don't hear a lot of Kobe-esque type of stories where he is getting one-on-one mentoring. You know what I'm saying? Right, 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 right. I haven't heard those stories. Doesn't mean that they're not those stories. I just I just haven't heard those stories. Me neither. So that's why. And you and I have spent a lot of time covering the league, and you feel right. like eventually something like that would you trickle would think, out. You know? Exactly. <laughs> you would think you, know, you would have heard one of those stories. But, again, that doesn't mean he's not doing it. Right. Oh, and it doesn't mean he's not capable of doing it moving forward. Right. He's nor 33 it, years old. Nor, nor does it mean that, you know, Monk needs him to do it to learn from him. Correct. Although he does need to learn how to be a little more consistent. There's that. You know. But if you have somebody that you would like to model your game after and you now have a chance to play with that person, practice with that person every day, you can either 
try and talk to them and go, yo, tell me, tell me this, tell me that. And they go, hey, listen, why don't you just like quiet down and just watch? After a while, that do, there is, there's got to be a little bit of that. Yeah, sure. But, but still, I mean, what an opportunity. You know, if, if you are around players of this magnitude and you're trying to elevate your game and you look at them and think, you know, I think mine could be like his, well, then watch, listen, learn, ask. Don't believe me, just watch. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I, I can remember being a little kid and there was a guy, like a carpenter or somebody, in, in my house one day, and I was really, really interested in whatever it was that he was fixing. And I was asking him a million questions, you can imagine, right? And, uh, and he said to me, he goes, why don't you just be quiet and keep your eyes on what I'm doing? Which was his way of saying, hey, hey kid, would you shut the hell up, please? But it was good advice because I just sat there and shut up and I watched what he did. I don't know what he did. I still couldn't do anything with my hands, but it was good advice. And I would give the same to that kid. Like, watch what Russ does if that's how you want to model your game. Yeah. Yo, let me. It's so it's funny. I just we're looking at. Um, actually, you know what? I'll save this for the other side because I, I know that we have a short segment here, but I want LZ to respond to you because something just popped on my timeline that I thought Uh-oh. was funny. But go ahead. No, LZ, go respond to what Cap was saying about Russ. I, I was just going to say, you know, the good thing is for him is that he's got a couple of attackers he can learn from because yeah. Bron, you know, he's not one of the all time leading scorers because he was passive. No, for sure. I don't think there's any question about that. No doubt. Let me sneak in a couple calls here real quick. Jay, uh, I'm sorry. AB has been holding on longer. Line six. AB in LA. AB, what up? Yo, man. Just calling in for, uh, calling in for LZ. You know, uh, love his opinion. Love uh, everything he stands for. And yeah, man, just uh, got speed and, and uh, never hold back, man. <laughs> Inspiration all. Thank you. Yes, Thanks, sir. brother. Appreciate it. Let me uh, squeeze in Jay in L.A. Jay, what up? What up, what up, what up? I want to talk to about the Dodgers real quick and rip, rip cap real quick. But, LZ, <laughs> I wanted to thank you because I read one of the articles uh, where you mentioned the struggles that you went through and something your boss said. I don't want to repeat it, but something your boss said that rather than demean, demeanorizing you and killing your dream – it helped you keep grinding, and that's inspirational. And I, I love hearing things like that. So thank you, LZ. I'm going to follow you wherever you go. I'm going to keep following and making sure that, you know, we keep those haters down because, Cap, I want to ask you something. Go ahead. You mentioned that the Dodgers uh, are good against teams under 500 and they're pretty crappy against teams above 500. But out of those teams that are above 500, how many times did they face them fully healthy? And then – as far as worrying about the Giants and all that, when the Dodgers were healthy from May to June 29th, and mind you, the Giants were also healthy. Buster Posey, uh, Crawford, Lastella, they had a full lineup. They were all healthy, and the Dodgers were 6-3 and three against him. If it wasn't for Hickox, the umpire, the Dodgers would have had a winning record against the Giants right now, and they'd probably be down two games. Well, I don't want to do that either because we could do the the we could play the well if an ump did this or that. I mean, the health yeah, part maybe sure. the health part is more a more of a valid concern. But I, I mean, I, I'm I'm trying to I've been trying to comb through every game um, because there's no like one night nice and neat spot uh, where you can find that. Um, I would say that of the wins or of the losses, at least, you know, I'm, I'm through the first two months of the season. Um, 
there were, I mean, they were relatively healthy so far. Again, I haven't gotten, I'm only through May at this point, but we'll see what happens when I get to June. So well, just stay tuned for that. Yeah, let me just say something here. So look, it's great that you're calling and you're saying, hey man, I want to rip you about this, but these are just the stats and the stats are the facts. Versus 500 teams or teams with less than 500 records, the Dodgers are killers. Their winning percentage is almost 700. They're 43 but, but Cap, and 19. He's also he's also pointing to facts though. Is it a fact that they were healthy or not? Those are facts too. That's not great a question. Really good question. Against well, well what, you, what would you attribute to not being healthy? LZ is my question. What you know, what would that like like what like, like who are we talking? Have, Corey Seager? Corey Seager missed the whole season. Like, like not having your World early. Series MVP available. Not having your regular season well, but, MVP. I mean, available. but that then the whole season is, is 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 shouldn't be discussed if that's the case. And we can't do that either. But, you know? but wait a second. But here's the thing. And, and to the caller's point, here's the thing. You're, you've gotten Mookie Betts back. You've gotten Corey Seager back. You've added Scherzer. You will add Trey Turner. At some point, Bellinger has got to come out of this. The point is, is that the Dodgers are in position right now, being only a few games back, to, to really still pounce Okay, the Giants, by the way, this weekend are playing the Brewers. The Brewers are for real. So, listen, everybody's been waiting for the Giants to kind of come back a little bit. Not the everybody. Dodgers, not everybody? Is that what you said, LZ? Yeah, not everybody. Well, I mean, I know I certainly have been thinking the whole time, like, well, the Giants are going to come back. Oh, uh, no, I, I have as well. I have, yeah. but I'm, I'm done thinking that at this well, point. Well, right, because they it's went out and got sub- better also. By getting yeah. Chris Bryant, they've gotten right. themselves better as well, and they haven't come back. But the Dodgers, if you had to put your money on somebody right now, given Mookie back, given Seager back, when Kershaw comes back, the addition of Scherzer, when Trey Turner joins the team, I mean, the, the Dodgers have the roster. There's no question about it. I'm just giving you the legitimate numbers, which is against winning teams, the Dodgers so far this year are 22 and 25. That's it. Right, and here's the thing. Here's what I would add, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do a Maxism right here, like a Kellermanism, and say, you know. Yogi Berra once said, it's getting late early. And what does that mean? Is that time is running out and it runs out quicker than you think. Um, Now, I don't do Max's cadence well, but I know how to do what he says very well. Well, I'm going to quote Queen and the great Freddie Mercury. We are the champions. Oh, I thought it was another one bites the dust here. Oh, no, no, no. We are the champions, baby. (laughs) So everybody's still coming for us. All right? So don't. This isn't we're on the come up. Everyone's gunning for us. And when you're on the mountaintop, when you're king of the mountain, the game is for everyone to be trying to take you down. So I'm not surprised at all that the, that the Giants are hot, that other teams are still coming and getting better. That's supposed to happen. That's the nature of the game. But here's the deal. We better. We're just better. If everybody's healthy, we're better. If people are fragmented because we're so deep, we're better. I have absolutely no doubt as of right now that if the playoffs were to start, we would not find ourselves at the very least back in the World Series. Despite the seeding, despite how great the Giants have been this season, despite who else got better and are coming for us, we just got a squad, man. We got a squad. Our squad is so damn good. That the face of the franchise may not pitch until September, and we're still like, yeah, we're going to win. Yeah. By the way, as I'm looking here, so there, there, I, I did find a place basically where, and now this is through July 28th, so a little over a week ago, almost two weeks ago. Okay. Um, as far as the amount 
of player. You know what? I'll do it on the other side because we're way up against the break, and I got to talk about my friends at Underdog Sports. But it basically breaks down every team and how many games they've missed due to injury as far as, like, totals are concerned. So we'll get to that on the other side. Plus, we've got more free agent news to get to in the NBA.